At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal, the hitman, Shaw Well, Amal. Big weekend. We had NHL playoffs. We had NBA playoffs. Major League Baseball, there's about a half dozen team on long winning or losing streaks. What's your biggest takeaway from the weekend? i tell you what. I mean, to me, the NBA playoffs. The uh, NBA the, West. The, what, you can't cow. win on home. I mean, we're talking about Denver. We see it with the L.A. Clippers going down. And then last night, in case some people may have missed it, Utah Jazz. No Donovan Mitchell in the lineup. Yeah. But this team, uh, Memphis, you know, I remember I said last week, I thought the Lakers would benefit from playing midweek. Well, it was the Memphis Grizzlies who benefited from playing. They go into Salt Lake City and get that early road win. Yeah, they got to play twice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, obviously Donovan Mitchell was a big factor. Which was the biggest surprise for you of the teams, the home teams that lost? Was it Utah losing at home to Memphis? Was it the fact that uh, the, the Clippers could never get the lead in that game, and basically the Mavericks went wire to wire and won pretty comfortably. Um, was it the fact that the Lakers uh, as didn't win the first game of the series that you thought they would? Well, I just thought because they had played on Wednesday would give them a slight advantage, but they were a complete no-show in the game. I'll tell you, for me, it was a couple of things. It was the Clippers really never having a chance to win that game. You never felt like if you had the Mavericks in five and a half, you were in trouble. And then how about uh, Portland going on the road and winning by 14? That one surprised me a little bit. I thought Denver would, Denver would be a little bit more competitive. The one concern I have with the Nuggets is without Jamal Murray, I think you lose having lost your second-best player against a team like Portland with Lillard, with Jokic back in the lineup, 
Uh, and of course, CJ McCollum. I, I think it's going to be tough to overcome. Did the Phoenix Suns have the best weekend? I mean, every other top four seed and the other four out of five favorites, because you count the Lakers as a team that was favored in, in a series and the favorite to win the West, lose, and they hold home court. Yes, from that standpoint, but have some concerns about Chris Paul. You know, he's got a lingering injury issue that I'm looking at that is going to be a little bit of a factor down the stretch. I'll tell you what, though. I don't know if any series is in a more crucial or critical game two than the Lakers and Phoenix Suns from a Lakers perspective. Because I think the Mavericks could theoretically win in L.A., and I still think Clippers could win four out of five. With the Suns, though, if they drop this game mentally, I think the momentum shifts to L.A. very simply with the Lakers. But if the Suns go up 2-0, I just don't know if this Lakers team right now, even though I have them coming out of the West, is going to be good enough to overcome Phoenix then with them in that positive position. We've seen the last two games from LeBron be subpar to his standards. They, they win against the Wizard. He hits the three at the end, but didn't play well during the game. Didn't play well yesterday in Phoenix. Are you concerned that he's not right and that this series tilts towards Phoenix anyhow, whether they win game two or not? What are you trying to say? This goat doesn't have any milk left in it? I mean, come on. I, I, I'm just Look, I think the injuries are a concern. Remember, he missed, I think, well, almost 27 games this year. At some point in time, he has to be given credit for the fact that he was genuinely out due to injury. So many, he wasn't taking a load management situation. Remember, we talked about it earlier, he was playing so many games. We were like, what is Frank Vogel doing? The fourth most minutes. Yeah. He was on pace to have the fourth most minutes. I, I think it has to be a concern when you look at it from a Lakers perspective moving forward. Uh, this team is really going to have to rely on him down the stretch. He's obviously the catalyst. I don't know if he's 100% healthy, and if he's not, I don't know if they can overcome it. Is AD 100% healthy? Well, his shooting isn't, that's for sure. I mean, this is a guy that continues to struggle about 41.5% from the floor. He's got to get better. He's got to step up at the caliber of talent that he is. If this Lakers team is going to overcome Phoenix, including the fact that um, he's injured, I mean, LeBron's at least a little bit banged up. Let's talk about a couple series in the East. We have another game tonight, game two in Milwaukee, Heat Bucks. Heat dominant from beyond three, outscoring the Bucks by 45, but the Bucks front court dominated the Heat front court. I really thought Miami was going to steal game one there. Didn't happen. The game went to overtime. Bucks held serve. Yeah, Bucks really did a nice <laughs> job here. Chris Middleton hitting the shot. I'm sitting there yelling at him. I'm like, you're taking too long. Because he went so yeah. late. And to his credit, he hits the jumper. Great shot there. And I think that Middleton is kind of under-heralded or underrated in terms of this trio of Drew Holiday and, of course, Giannis. Uh, I think they're dangerous. They've got to be able to get past, though, Miami a little bit more comfortably. I know Miami's solid. Jimmy Butler, to me, he's not going to get this credit in his career he deserves. That guy's a hell of a competitor. I just love the way he plays. He's a guy you want on your team. If he could have hit hit from three at all, yeah. they win that game. And I don't think this series is over. No, I don't I, either. I, I think the Heat can match up with the Bucks and they have a chance to steal game two here. I thought they could have got game one. And then the series we talked about so much because of how competitive it was going to be. Hawks, Knicks, it didn't disappoint yesterday. No, give Trey Young credit. Hits the floater late in that game to get the win at Madison Square Garden. I think it's going to be a competitive series. Look for people to bet the Knicks tomorrow coming back down 1-0. Absolutely. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a mall shock. Coming up in about 40 minutes, we'll have Nick Alberga. He does the pre- and post-game shows for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He'll break down the Stanley Cup action. Could be three more series closed out tonight, I'm all. Well, I'm hoping two of them for sure. I, I see. We've got a little heads up into I'm all in already. <laughs> it's, it's exactly we're right. Talking, uh, we're talking Knicks and, uh, and Hawks here. I thought Trey Young was outstanding down the stretch. I thought Madison Square Garden was just electric, 15,000 fans, and I think this series goes seven. 
You know, now I understand why Spike Lee has been such a supporter of Knicks, the Knicks teams for so many years. I guess he's a supporter of people coming to see bad movies as well. Who would go support a team that hasn't won since 1973? They get in the postseason. They're acting like they're going to have a ticker tape parade down Broadway already. Give me a break. I mean, they're already down 1-0 against the Hawks. You now lose home court advantage. I still like the Knicks' chances to win this series. I know JVT likes the Hawks to win this series. I'm going to stick with my Knicks pick. I think they've got a great chance. They're at plus 2-1 to one now to win this series, Mike. When you look at it, this was a close game. It could have gone either way, and that's what it comes down to. Hockey is more so this way than it is in the NBA, but I think when you look at it, the Knicks are right there. They got a chance. They just got to get this game, and then they got to steal one of the next two in Atlanta. I think there's two things. One, everybody's been shut in for so long, we haven't been able to watch sports, the chance to get back out. But then two, as you pointed out, they haven't had a winner in so long, and this team wasn't thought to do anything. What was their, their regular season over under wins was like 26 and a half. Thibodeau's done a great job. It gets them in as a four seed in the playoffs, and they're going to have hopefully four home games here in the first round. Yeah. I mean, people are thrilled in New York to have a competitive product at least. Well, let's put it this way. They get the win to, uh, in game two. They'll have at least a, a third game. But the one thing that I don't think is going to hold up for Atlanta in the next game is they only had six turnovers yesterday. That's critical. You've got If you can limit it, then you've got a great chance to be able to win. I don't know if you can necessarily duplicate that low of a number. All right, you mentioned the Knicks at 2-1 to one now in the yeah. reset series price. I want to talk about the reset prices to win the division. And I want to go back to the West because here's where we saw the shakeup, right? The, 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 the consensus choice of the Lakers at 2-1, to one, they dropped to plus 275. The Clippers, who were right behind them at 225, they dropped to 3-1. to one. The, the Jazz... Uh, 333 to 1. The Suns were 7 to 1. They're now 6 to 1. I thought that they had the the biggest weekend in terms of the other teams being in jeopardy. Or at least, who, if they get by the Lakers, they have to face in the next round, maybe they extend those series. Yeah, I think there's a great chance for it. I'm going to tell you the one that stands out to me right now, and I'm probably going to end up playing this one is the Clippers at 3 to 1. Hmm. Look, the Mavericks shot 47% from beyond the three point arc in this first game. They also were plus two in free throws made against the Clippers. You're not going to probably see that number at the Staples Center in the next game. So for me, those things bode well. 50% from the floor. Can you really expect the team to shoot that in consecutive games on the road? Well, then again, in today's NBA, I'm surprised they didn't shoot 60%. But to me, I, I think that's going to be something that haunts them in this one. I, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction on the Clippers. Uh, I know our producer, Jake Roach, thinks that the Mavericks have a great chance to win this series. I think the Clippers are still the better team. Remember, this is a team that lost by half a hundred to the Mavericks to the Staples Center this year. It's not like this is unprecedented. I'll tell you the, the one that I take a look at because I think that, that their path may have become improved, and I was really impressed with what they did in Denver as the Trailblazers. Where do you think uh, they're going besides the uh, first round? 12 to one. Well, you don't think they can beat Phoenix in a seven-game series? No, Phoenix I, I, hit by, I, you know, it was presumed they would play the Lakers in that, yeah, in that's, that side that's of the true. bracket, you're right. right? You're, you're <laughs> right on that. Actually, if they match up with Phoenix, I think they got a great chance. To me, Damian Lillard is still the best closer in the game. Um, I, I think you make a very good point. I think I was overlooking Portland. Now, I do think they have a great chance against Denver because of no Murray in the lineup. If Murray were healthy, I think Denver would have won that series. But you have to favor Portland there. And if they match with Phoenix, I, I think you're right. They have an outstanding chance. You have a Lakers ticket at plus 350 to win, the, to win the title. Do you start the hedge when game two here by betting Phoenix? You know what? I, I didn't put a lot of money on it, so I'm not as concerned. Okay. I'm probably just going to let it ride out. Uh, I will tell you this, though. I think where you can get some value on some teams is if the Lakers go down 2-0, Mike, maybe taking a look at them, in, obviously, to win game three, but from a series uh, price perspective, if you think they have a chance. Look, if they're in trouble in the first round, I think they're not probably going to make it out of the West. I, I just It's too long of a way to go, and it's not enough odds for me to start hedging at this point. 
The Jazz, who were a prohibitive favorite, dropped Game 1 to the Grizzlies last night in Salt Lake City. Reset series price. You can get the Grizzlies at plus 250, lay 330 with the Jazz. Uh, I still like the Jazz at that price. Remember, there was no Donovan Mitchell in the lineup last night for the, uh, excuse me, for Utah. That's mm-hmm. a big blow, obviously. You know what, though? The one thing I think that gets overlooked with Donovan Mitchell, he's a volume scorer which at times can be detrimental to Utah in terms of how they perform. You still want him in the lineup. There's a difference in terms of what he's able to do when he's out there. But, again, keep in mind one thing. Utah shoots only 26% from beyond the arc. They're going to have to get better in that particular area. That's one of those things. And then the offensive glass, 16 offensive re- uh, rebounds yield. And then Rudy Gobert fouling out, I thought, was a big difference. No rim protection late in that game made a difference. I think with this team being healthy, this is one game where I, I'm telling you right now, you're going to see money coming in on Jazz, whether it be money line or points on game two. I made a small end game play uh, up 10 and late in the third quarter on Memphis minus a point and a half last night. Um, and didn't really have to have that hard of a sweat. I know they, they made it close late, yeah. but they, they, they extended it out to 15 early in the fourth. And then at that point, I felt pretty comfortable. JVT is hosting uh, Gill's a numbers game for two weeks. And this morning he gave out his play. Of course, he was on the Clippers to come out of the West. He likes the Clippers now at the adjusted series price. You can find it as low as 145. It's 155 at DraftKings. Let me ask you this question. If the Clippers, if the series went, just say any arbitrary number mm-hmm. of games, but they lost game three and they'd won the first two games. Your perception is different, right? Correct. It's one game out of seven. And I, I get a uh, Greg Popovich always talks about a series starts only when a team wins on the road. Okay, the Mavericks won. You're going to see a hyper-focused Clippers team in game number two. And, you know, they also have uh, an opportunity here in terms of from a betting perspective. The I, I think there's sometimes an overreaction on teams, and sometimes there's not of an, enough of a reaction. We were refer, uh, referring, excuse me, referring to that before the show started in hockey in some of the lines we didn't think were adjusted properly. And I think this is one where people are overreacting like, hey, the Clippers still uh, – I mean, to me, they can still come out of the West at 3-1. to one. This is still a solid team. Those are good numbers on the Clippers. Here was my question, and I watched the entire Clippers-Mavericks game because I was in the book here on Saturday uh, watching some hockey, and that was the game that was on the main screen with the volume. So I really kind of focused in on it once the Mavericks got out to a, a double-digit lead early. Let's just assume they split here. Yeah. What are the Clippers going to be favored by in Dallas in Game 3? I was trying to make this number, and I was really unsure of what it would be. I think it would probably be Clippers minus one, one yeah. and a half. Yeah, so the, the series is going to be very competitive, right? Because, you know, they were minus $4 to win this series. A team that's minus $4 to win a series when they play on the road uh, should probably be about a four-point favorite in my mind. Well, don't you think it's a bit of an overreaction to move it 245 on one loss mm-hmm. if you go for minus $4 against the Mavericks? We thought the price was a little bit high right. to begin with, but at minus 155, I think Clippers are a solid play. We're expecting and assuming they're going to win game two. I haven't seen an opening number yet on that game, but to me, when you look at it, you take the Clippers right now at minus 155, you take them on the money line in game two, it's kind of correlated. And then you have an opportunity, if you want, you can come back the other way with Dallas if you want a better plus price, or if you think Dallas, if they lose a heartbreaker or something, I think there's some opportunity here. Game one was six. I don't imagine it'll be too much different, maybe five and a half. No, I actually think it's going to be higher. You think it will be higher? Yeah, I think it's going to be six and a half. Okay. Because when you look at it, this is a much more imperative game for the Clippers now. All right. Let's turn our attention to the East where not a lot changed. Um, The three top seeds held serve in game one. Knicks Hawks was competitive. Hawks win. Trey Young was outstanding uh, down the stretch. Let's take a look at adjusted series prices, Amal. Uh, 76ers are minus 2,000 over the Wizards. The Nets are minus 3,300 against the Celtics. Bucks $5 against the Heat. 
Uh, you mentioned Knicks now come back at plus $2. You're going to take it there. How about the Heat at plus 360 right now? Uh, not a bad play. I still don't think they're going to emerge in this series. Look, they were extremely competitive in that uh, first game. Give them credit. Had a chance, really, in this game to be able to pull it out. Uh, Butler went to the bucket to get the lay-in to get the game tied. I thought they might go for three in that situation to try and steal one on the road, but I, I believe they felt comfortable with what they were doing all game long. And they'll be right there, but I think at the end of the day, Milwaukee's just a superior team with better talent, and that'll be the difference in this one. All right, let's talk about the two games that are on the card tonight. Uh, game two, Heat versus Bucks and Trailblazers versus Nuggets. Let's start in the Heat with the with the game that went to overtime. 109-107 still stayed under the uh, the total uh, of 225 in game one, even with the overtime. We see tonight they come back as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Milwaukee is total adjusted down a bit to 222-and-a-half, Amal. Yeah, I, I just don't have a feel for this Bucks team in terms of the consistency. We saw how much they struggle at home at times this year. Can they really step up and cover a number like this? I think we'll see a competitive Miami team here, but not ready to bet this one. But again, I, Mike, if you're to me, the postseason has value in money line plays. And I think Milwaukee is a team that's going to win this game here tonight. Now, you might have gotten uh, you know hurt on Saturday with the Clippers, potentially if you took Utah at a pretty high price on Sunday. So just something to pay attention to. I still like this uh, Milwaukee team. And the reason why I like the money line in these situations, it gives you an opportunity in-game to be able to hedge off on these. If you ever look at the numbers, if people don't do it, pay attention to the numbers as the game is going on. You know, Edmonton, Mike, in the first period, up 2-0, they were minus $6. Yeah. I mean, you, you could have gotten uh, Winnipeg at a plus price, but even if you had Edmonton, you're off your play. They were they were a bigger favorite, okay, than the Knights were, uh, than the Minnesota Wild were, uh, than the than Florida was, and these were teams that were one one in series. They were down two nothing in the series, and and these other teams were four dollars four fifty at the end of the first period. They were seven dollars at the end of the first period in that game at William Hill. Yeah, I think it's a combination of a couple of things. They're down two zero in mm-hmm. the series. You know, Drysaddle and McDavid had been struggling a bit to get going. We saw the Drysaddle with two quick goals for Edmonton. It looked like that was going to be a game that got them back in it, and then boom. And and of course. Uh, Edmonton style, the way they played in this postseason, they just blow it in the with, third period. With 10 minutes to go, they were they were 200 to 1. You had to lay 200 to win a dollar at William Hill when they, on the end game. They still had it up, not just the goal line. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go to the go to the West then. Uh, Denver uh, hosts Portland in game two. Of course, Portland wins the first game, 123 to 109. We see uh, <clears throat> a one-and-a-half point favorite here on the Nuggets at home in this game and a total of 227. Yeah, I remember this uh, Denver team, again, without Jamal Murray. I talked about it briefly when we came on the air. Now, Will Barton wasn't in the lineup. That obviously impacted them as well. But to me, uh, this team, I, I don't know. Michael Porter Jr. has got to step up. He had a nice game, 25 points in that one. We know what Jokic is going to do. I mean, just ridiculous, 34-16. and 16. But I think when you look at it, I think Portland's just a better team in a toss-up series. Can't, let me ask you this. If Portland had to go into this series without C.J. McCollum, mm-hmm. how would you view the Portland Trailblazers? Um, I would have thought Denver would probably be about a 181-90 favorite. Yeah, I don't know if it might be that high, but I agree with you. I mm-hmm. think Denver probably in six games, yeah. maybe potentially five. That's how I look at it without Jamal Murray being in the lineup. One of the better shooters in the NBA, and to not have your number two, your Robin to your Batman with uh, Jokic, I think it's a huge impact, and I think it didn't get enough credit coming into this postseason that without him that, hey, what's going to happen here? The one thing is, I, now I'm not going to sit there and act like I called Portland before the series. It's only one game. But to me, when you break it down, I, I just didn't understand this affinity for Denver in certain situations. I, I wasn't going to take Portland, but I, I didn't get the love for Denver either. We saw this 
pre-series and at the public betting that this line was 140, and we thought it might be a little high. Yeah. But it was probably right. No, I don't think so. Oh, you know what? You said 140. Okay, so yeah. you're, you're. I mean, to me, you're right on the number if McCollum doesn't play. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that it, it was a little bit high. I thought it should have been about to pick him. Yeah. I, I mean, is Denver really that much better? You've got the best closer in Portland in mm-hmm. Damian Lillard. You got Jokic, who didn't play a ton during the regular season. Remember, if he plays and if McCollum is healthier, this team is probably better off in the standings than they were at the end of the season. And an interesting situation in baseball yesterday. We're going to go behind the bets right now. Talking about hedging value when you have a pre-flop wager that's doing well and you've created a lot of value on the other side. And it's the early game today. It's Tampa Bay and Toronto that you had yesterday. You, as well as I, had Ryu yesterday with the Blue Jays. Yeah, so for people that are unaware, Toronto was on a uh, four-game losing streak hosting in uh, Dunedin against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. It was 2-2 in the bottom of the eighth inning. Randall Gritchick hits a two-run homer. And the minus 160 line and the run line was uh, minus a run and a half plus 115. Uh, we see they get a 4-2 lead. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, you could have taken Tampa plus 12-1. to 1, And you could have taken Tampa plus a run and a half plus 340. After the third out of the inning was made, it went to plus 270. So they were assuming that potentially there's a run to be scored here. You could have taken either one and you could have gotten off all your plays very easily. And the 12 to 1 was beautiful. I mean, all you got to do is put down a couple of bucks. I mean, in essence, about 8, 9% of your bet, and you're going to cover the entire game line itself. And if you liked it and you thought there was a chance, all of a sudden you put down 20%. Now you're coming out ahead either way. So I, what I want to really advocate for here is. You know, I like Toronto's chances. I was really disappointed by the performance in the ninth inning. Chatwood comes in, really struggled in that ball game. They end up with five walks in the in the top of the ninth. Rays win at six to four. But there were opportunities after Grichik's homer to be able to put yourself in a position where you don't have any risk. You're either going to be profitable one way or the other, or you're going to worst case scenario break even. It's part of the factor in making that hedge bet the fact that Toronto doesn't have a dominant closer. No, for me, it's not about that. That's a great question. Uh, It's more about the fact that in today's baseball, anybody can blow a lead. You know, it doesn't matter if a team's bullpen, you like them or what have you. It just takes one game, right? You know, I get it. This is not the Kansas City Royals with Wade Davis, Holland, and those guys, Herrera, closing out games. But for me, it's about just kind of making sure you navigate and not put yourself at risk. Look, you got to ask yourself a couple of questions when you do this. Do you do this strictly for entertainment? If you do, God bless you. Go crazy. Bet everything on the board. Do whatever the hell you want to do. If you're doing it to be profitable, then you've got to look at opportunities and seize them. That is one of the things about hedging. The reality of it is, if you actually arbitrage all this, you can crush it. That's why I tell people, have have a have an account at one place, have another one at another place, and then just bet opposite sides at different places so they don't get ticked off that you're actually middling them on games. And that's what you should be doing on baseball. There's so many opportunities. Even throughout this game, at one point, I think in the seventh inning, Tampa was plus 165 as the Blue Jays were coming to bat in the bottom of the uh, seventh inning. If you're unaware, when the team makes the final out of the inning, you'll see the price adjust to the team coming to bat. Uh, it'll either drop or go uh, up in, accordingly. So just pay attention to that. I think there's some great opportunities. Yeah, you can you can get value while the opposite team's at bat or right at the end of your team's at bat, right? Right. Is, is, is the ideal time to bet it. Because once the first out is made in the bottom of an inning, it yeah. starts shifting 50 points sometimes when it's that late in the game in the eighth inning. Excellent point you make. A lot of it's predicated on the first out. If the first base runner reaches, you'll see a shift possibly in the total if you bet a total. Mm-hmm. Also, you'll see it from a scenario where the number changes drastically for the team with the runner on base with no one out. Up next, we're going to take a look at today's Major League Baseball slate. The Padres have won nine games in a row. They have the best record in baseball, leading the Dodgers by a game in the NL West. They have one of the best left-handers in the game, Blake Snell, going to the bump tonight. 
And they're a dog at Miller Park. Should this be a mall? We'll discuss next. He's only going four and a third. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Amal, we're going to talk about Major League Baseball slate tonight. And I do want to start in Miller Park in Milwaukee with that game we teased. Blake Snell going against Brandon Woodruff. On the surface, a good pitching matchup. But Woodruff actually has been a lot better than Snell this year. Woodruff with an ERA of 158, a whip of 7.74, 65 walks, 14 strikeouts. He just doesn't get the run support from Milwaukee. He's only 2-2. Two and two. Blake Snell. Blake Snell, you, you made the joke four and a third inning. He only has one decision this year. You're right, he's not even getting to five. But the Padres have bailed him out by scoring enough runs to get him off the hook in a lot of these games. Yeah, and to your point about Woodruff, think about this. He has made nine starts on the season. The last eight, he's given up two earned runs or less. And in those eight starts, only one time did he give up two runs. He has been dominant. And you're right, he's just not gotten the run support. That's why you're seeing this number where it is. Uh, I'm not going to get involved in this game. I, I like the Padres here the way they're playing, but you can't go against Woodruff right now at home. I don't think you can go against Woodruff right now. I, I don't, and I think... Didn't I just say that? I think that the play here is actually is Milwaukee as a short home favorite. Well, uh, listen, and I don't I would make it a And I would make it a full game play because they have Hader at the back end of that bullpen. 
listen, one thing I want to advocate for, and I tend to agree with you, is how about the run line here plus 180? That's a big price. Snell's been Snell's given up a lot of runs early in games. And to your point, what we talked about behind the bets, yeah. Milwaukee gets off to a two nothing lead. You can then get Padres at plus two dollars in this spot. Absolutely right. You take a plus a run mm-hmm. and a half on the yeah. Padres. Now you've negated any situation. You're betting plus prices. I mean, that's the thing. That's why you and I talk about this off air all the time. We love these plus money prices because it puts you in such an advantageous situation if you're well versed with the in play on how to navigate it. It really can really be profitable for you. All right, let's take a look at another game with a division leader here. The White Sox are hosting the Cardinals tonight, two division leaders, both central leaders. The White Sox got swept in New York by the Yankees. There's still a game and a half in front of the Cleveland Indians. Cardinals lost last night. And oh, by the way, the Cubs didn't have a runner reach second base for the first nine innings of the game. It goes to the 10-0-0, and they get to put a runner on second. When will they get rid of this rule, Amal? Well, you got to, listen, if you're looking at it from a Cubs perspective, you want Rob Manfred in that lineup. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not getting anybody to second base. I mean, let's be real here. I, I'm with you. I'm not a fan of this. You know what I always thought about if they're going to do it? Just do one of two things. And I'm not saying these are good rules. Either put the runner at first base and make somebody actually bunt for once in their life or uh, start with the runner on second base with one out. Because it seems like, by the way, these totals, it reminds me of college basketball going to overtime with these runners on second base. Yeah, it's almost a miracle to me when both teams can't score. We're concerned about length of games. Make them seven inning games. I agree with you. By the way, here's the other question I had yesterday. The Philadelphia Phillies and the uh, Boston Red Sox, great job of pitching by Zach Wheeler yesterday. How did this game last? Plus three hours plus. I don't even understand it. There were eight runs scored in the game. It's terrible, Amal. All right, back to the Cardinals. They they still are two games up on the Cubs, even to, despite the two to one loss in ten innings last night. We have Quang Kim going to the mound for the Cards, one and one with a two seven three ERA against Big Daddy Lance Lynn, four and one one five five. Are the White Sox justified in being close to a dollar eighty favorite tonight? I I don't know. That seems a little bit high. I wanted to ask you, Lynn, Lynn has been tremendous. I mean, he he's been outstanding this year. Seven starts in terms of what he's been able to do, only giving up seven earned runs. But do you really believe this is going to be what it is all year long where he's a dominant pitcher? I feel like at some point in time, the other shoe's going to drop. For me, Lance Lynn, up till three years ago, two and a half years ago, Lance Lynn was a bet against pitcher. But that's what I'm saying. Now he had an outstanding year for the Cardinals. He goes to Texas. He has a solid year, and he's been good so far for the White Sox. I think there's a large enough body of work to say he's turned his career around, and I don't know he deserves to be 177 in this spot. I, I would make this game closer to 155, 160 value probably with the Cardinals here, but I like the way he's pitched. He's been very, very competitive. I had him against Savali in a matchup. I took Savali as a small road favorite early in the year, and I, I got lucky. I won that game two to one, but Lynn pitched very well. The guy has had the ability, I mean, to strike people out a 46, 12 strikeout ratio in just 40 innings. So striking out about 11, uh, uh, 10 and a half per nine. Yeah. The one concern I have with him, is he's not going to go deep in games mm-hmm. for seven starts so far this year, not a large enough sample size, but five, excuse me, four of those games, five innings or less pitch. Now he's completed five innings in three of those. Uh, I'm just not sure Lance Lynn is quite as good as the numbers indicate early on. Remember in Chicago guaranteed rate field, the ball will carry in the spring and summertime. So let's see how things uh, go for him as we get towards the warmer months in Chicago. Um, real quickly, Amal, I want to talk about the Mariners. I like Yusei Kikuchi. They gave him an extra day of rest. He goes to the Hill tonight against Oakland in this game. But the Mariners playing so bad get swept by the Padres. Is it a spot to fade Kikuchi tonight just because they're not hitting the ball? Yeah, I think so. When you yeah. look at this, these guys got absolutely rocked this weekend. They score seven runs in total. They get outscored 31-7 to in this series. Think about that for a minute. 
an average of 10, 10 to 2 in this series. They got to turn things around. I like Frankie Montas in this spot here for the Oakland A's against the Seattle Mariners until the M show their offense can get going. All right, coming up next, we're going to give out our plays. I have a couple plays in the Palm Reader playbook. And is Amal the Parlay Kid Shaw back with another NHL parlay tonight? That's up next here on The Nuts. The NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find the betting edges. VSEN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. They're partying at the Flying J in Edmonton. Andy McNeil, he wins his first round bet with the Bruins. He said lay up to 178 them all, and it came through. Great call there. Bruins dominant in that series after game one. We'll have JVT on Friday again to talk about the NBA, and I think we'll have Andy McNeil on the 12th of never. Our experts in the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com and our daily members-only best bet emails. You found mine on there this morning. Bill Lady sent it out at 930. Now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial. vcin.com slash subscribe. You know, between Andy McNeil, uh, Josh Applebaum, and Hoops Peterson, I feel like we're on the Outdoors Network. Uh, he was, uh, McNeil was right on the Boston series. I thought it was more of a toss-up, but once, uh, once they lost the goaltender, I, th- I thought it was a total mismatch. I cashed once. But I thought Boston was dominant the last two games of the series. Yeah, you can make that argument, but it wasn't Washington's defense that really let them down. It was lack the lack of scoring. of scoring. Exactly right. Going into the next series, obviously, Boston would get the home ice if it's the Islanders coming out as the four seed. They'd be the road team again if Pittsburgh can win two out of the next three. Do you like Boston in either of those matchups? I think they got a great chance. The way they're playing defense right now, I really hope it's the Bs and the Islanders. I like I, the Islanders. Getting totals through. will be five. I really believe on those. No, I think we're going to see a couple of four and a halfs at some point. Possibly. Possibly. All right, Amal, you went two and one on Friday. Yeah. You keep grinding your way up above 500 here. Do we have multiple? Oh, yes, we do. We have multiple plays. And grinding my grinding. grinding. I'm, I, I'm six games over 500 there, you were, Undertaker. You were, you were, that's what I'm saying. You were only one game above 500 about a week yeah, ago. And, and by the way, just for the record, just like the Mavericks on Saturday who were never in doubt, I've never been under 500 in the 100 place. No, that's correct. All right, let's start out. It's uh, all ice for you tonight. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. I, I love these spots tonight. Let's start with the game down in Sunrise tonight between the Lightning and the Panthers in this one. Mike, to me, the Lightning have been the better team. When you look at the come-from-behind win that Florida was able to manage in game number three, a shocker to begin with, this team really was down. The one concern I have in this one is Nikita Kucherov's knee. Remember, we saw Duclair take that cheap shot on Saturday. Uh, how healthy will he be? That's the only question mark I have right now. But I like the Lightning. Vasilevsky playing well. Minus 120 here for Tampa on the road to end this series. Going to go to Pittsburgh. I like the Isles, Mike. We saw it. You talked about it. Barry Trotz's team defensively dominant in that game. They did give up a shorty late in the game against the Pens. Uh, final score in that one, 4-1. to one. To me, the Islanders are just uh, very good defensively. I like the plus price. I thought this price is a little bit high on Pittsburgh. They shouldn't be minus 140 here. And then finally, going to go with a parlay that includes the Toronto Maple Leafs, 
who again really were thoroughly dominant against Montreal. They look like a fish out of water in that matchup. Too much speed, even without Tavares in the lineup. This team is just too dangerous for Toronto. I like them at minus 160, parlayed with the Vegas Golden Knights. Marc-Andre Fleury has been dominant. He is shut out now. The uh, Minnesota Wild for the last five periods. That was my favorite bet of the weekend. Minnesota under two and a half goals in game number uh, four. Or, uh, it didn't matter. They didn't even get on the score sheet. So I expect the Knights and the Maple Leafs to be able to continue this trend. Plus 153 on that two-team parlay. Um, let me ask you a question about the Lightning. And, yes. and, and this is one of your tenets of betting. When a team gets embarrassed mm-hmm. to come back. Florida got embarrassed in game four, I thought, um, on Saturday. Would that be a reason to come back with Florida tonight? Here you're going with Tampa Bay again. It normally is, but I kind of, uh, uh, to me, I look at the situation. The concern right now with uh, Florida's goaltending across the board. They just don't have it, and it doesn't matter who they go with. I think Tampa's just a, the faster team. You're seeing the difference with Stamkos, with Kucherov in the, on the power play. I mean, you got two snipers out there. It's just been unbelievable what they're able to do. The other thing is, I can't remember a series where I've seen a collective of more dumber penalties than on both sides than I have in this series. You know, you got two coaches who have combined won four Stanley Cups. Uh, John Cooper's a lawyer by trade, was a, was a uh, defensive attorney for 11 years. I can't believe his team is making this many dumb penalties. And Quinville, same thing. They've got to get better. Is that why he's so well-dressed? He always has all those nice suits. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> he does. John, John, John Cooper is the sharpest-dressed coach in the NHL. Sharp. He really he is. He is very sharp. Yes. Uh, any thought of playing over six here? Three of the four games have gone over six. Yeah, listen, even during the regular season, yeah. six of the eight, I believe, were over. Uh, so to me, I would look at the over. T- Tampa is just flying right now. They are uh, just flourishing offensively. The goaltending is in question. And I think, remember, here's the other thing to keep in mind, folks, and this is just so frustrating. These teams down three goals are pulling their goalies with six minutes to go. It doesn't make a difference. I mean, they, it, it's unbelievable how, what they're trying to do. So pay attention to that in this matchup. That's why it's very hard to play these unders. You have to hope games are tied. you got to hope it's yeah. a one-goal game or it's a tie. Yes. It, it's, it's unbelievable. You're praying for okay. overtime this, every game. This Montreal move was ridiculous the other night. Meanwhile, Trust Montreal me. scored the first goal in both games. I played Toronto at a plus price after Montreal scores. Didn't work out in game one. It did work out in game two. I know you got your plays real quick, but the problem yeah. with Montreal in game in game two, they spent the entire second period in the penalty box. Yeah. All right, let's go to my plays. I like the same game, but I like the under here in the Islanders in Pittsburgh. Varlamov, great. Yari's played well, too. There's, yeah. there, there haven't been a... What I've been surprised by is that the lack of scoring opportunities. Pittsburgh did not have very many scoring opportunities in game, in game number four. The Islanders really shut them down. They weren't able to get out on the break. They weren't able to really get, get on the power play too much and create chances. I like the first period under one and a half, minus 20, 125 again. Past years, we would have seen this game, this be 140, 145, 150 on this number. You know, your first periods came uh, to fruition. Colorado game goes over the total. First yep. period stays under comfortably. Two games in a row in Colorado, St. Yeah, Louis. Exactly. First period went under, and then the game flew over. And then let's go to the mound tonight. Means taking on Shoemaker here. These teams have identical records, the Orioles and the Twins, at 17 and 29. They've both been very bad this year. Why not lay 115 with the far superior pitcher? I mean... Means still hasn't got beat yet. He's 4-0, 1-7-0 ERA. The whip is under 1.75, walk to 59-11 stri- strikeout-to-walk ratio. Shoemaker's been bad. He had, one, he had one decent start, and it helped me in that under in the Detroit game. But 2-5, 6 the ERA even higher at home, and 16 walks in 40 innings. So you're going to get runners on here in the first five. Uh, Orioles have lost six in a row. If this were me, I, I actually looked at it after you kind of sent the mm-hmm. message in our group chat. Yeah. 
Uh, I actually would take a look at the Orioles on a, either the run line, if they're a favorite on that one, you get the minus one and a half, or even a reverse run line. You know, in the game, for the game, Means is a dog, but he's a favorite in the first five. Okay, got so, it. So you get plus one and a half here um, with the Orioles on the run oh, line. Oh, I don't, I don't want to take plus yeah, one. Yeah, I know. You want to lay it. The reverse you wanna, run yeah, line. you would take yeah, the exactly, reverse. Yeah. And then I don't know, and and we'll talk with Nick Alberger from uh, that's the uh, that does the games for uh, Toronto pregame postgame show up after the break. I don't know how Edmonton mentally comes back from this. I know I have Edmonton in the series. You blow a four-one lead with nine minutes left. I think Winnipeg should be favored tonight. I'll take the Jets at even money. I think they close it out. Maybe even on the puck line. Take a look at it here. Um, but it's just a play against. It's it's unfathomable what happened with nine minutes left in that game. I'm all two series already decided. We have another three elimination games tonight in the NHL. When we come back, where we'll talk with Nick Alberga and find out which of the three teams facing elimination does he think has the best chance of surviving and extending this series. That's up on the nuts here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, BetRiver Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. We're very pleased to have Nick Alberga. Nick's the host of the Maple Leafs pregame and postgame show on 590 The Fan. He joins us now to discuss the NHL playoffs. Nick, good morning. What's going on, guys? How are you? Well, we're having some fun here uh, talking to the NHL. I want to start with Edmonton. Um, I had a ticket on Edmonton at 33-1 to to win the Cup. I bet Edmonton at 180 to win this series. They'd won six straight against Winnipeg. What gives with Dave Tippett in the playoffs? I mean, this team... This team, as Eddie Olchek said, couldn't check their hat against the Blackhawks in the bubble last year and now blow three straight, including a three-goal lead with nine minutes left in game three against Winnipeg. Yeah, it really hit hard yesterday considering I had the Edmonton puck line in that game and then 3-0-3 just uh, gone finito, and then they lose their uh, NOT and that goal from Nikolai Ehlers. But uh, you're right. Uh, it's it just I think there's some severe flaws with this team. I, I think it was a bit of a recency bias. You mentioned it, the role they were on, uh, not only against Winnipeg, but against the rest of the North Division. So I can see why people were uh, were hot and heavy on the Edmonton Oilers. I, for one, was on the other side. I like Winnipeg quite a bit. I do like Edmonton in a bounce back tonight. I just think, you know, the numbers and the odds are stacked against them. It goes without saying how difficult it is to come back from 3 nothing down in this day and age, especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But it starts with one, and you're so right. I, I just chalk it up to flaws, and I just uh, I wasn't sure you could make it and go far with a 39-year-old goalie, right? You're, you're absolutely right about that. That's one area of concern. Nick, I want to go to your series between Toronto and Montreal and also apply this across the board in hockey. We saw the Canadians take so many penalties in the second period yesterday. It almost seemed like a 20-minute power play for the Leafs on Saturday. What is going on in this postseason with just bad penalties being taken? Yeah, and that's the one thing a lot of people people asking about, uh, you know, that are not watching or are not in the industry, and that sort of is, uh, you know, a big topic, a, b- a big bone of contention, if you will, is the officiating, even dating back to the uh, to the regular season, that fiasco that happened here in Canada. But uh, if I had the answer, I'd uh, have a, a you know better position elsewhere. Uh, it, it's just been really, really hit or miss, guys. But that said. You can make that case for every sport. I watch a lot of baseball, same thing. The NBA is an absolute joke, in my opinion. The NFL speaks for itself. Like, I think until we get to a point where we have robots officiating, this is it's just human error, sadly. That's the way I chalk it up, at least. Nick, I want to ask you about the series uh, in the Central, which has been the best division all year, between the Lightning, the defending champions, and Florida. We've seen uh, Quinville go back and forth a quick, well, I don't know, quick hook, but he 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 starts uh, Dreger in game two after Bobrovsky gives up five goals, four in special teams in game one. Then he has the hook with Dreger after three goals. Bobrovsky not good again and gets the hook in game four. Who does he turn to tonight and who should he turn to? You know, it sounds like it's going to be the rookie, 20-year-old Spencer Knight. Um, to answer your question, you would hope it's the guy you paid eight years and 80 million bucks to or seven and 72 in Sergei Bobrovsky, but uh, sadly it is not. He'll be riding pine tonight. 
Uh, the Caps announcing today they won't announce their starting netminder until the pregame. And uh, as far for the course for a couple teams out there, especially in this day and age, I'm not a big fan of it, especially with gambling. But I, I digress. Uh, it, it's going to be Spencer Knight. That's my intuition, at least. And uh, if that doesn't scream desperation, guys, I don't know what does. Uh, the Battle of Florida has been really, really good. But again, there's a reason why the Tampa Bay Lightning are the reigning and defending Stanley Cup champions. They've just been a, a, you know, a bit better in that series, potent on the power play, and they have some game breakers. So Florida has it stacked against them. Uh, I, I, I am on Florida tonight, even with 20-year-old Spencer Knight potentially playing in that game. I think the Panthers are a good team. They're on home ice, and I think they find a way to, to move this um, you know, on the road clearly here tonight, but also in the game six on home ice potentially. We're talking with Nick Alberga, host for the Maple Leafs pre- and post-game show on 590 The Fan. If you want to follow him on Twitter, he's at the Golden Muzzy, M-U-Z-Z-Y. Nick, I've been lobbying books out here in Vegas to list starting goalies the way they list starting pitchers in baseball. I think mm-hmm. as hockey betters, we have to be able to do that. Yeah, it drives me absolutely nuts. And, uh, you know, even playing daily fantasy throughout the season, uh, you know, I know Tampa, for one, is a team that never announced their goalie, but we all just knew 95% of the time it was going to be Andre Vasilevsky. The Islanders were the same conversation with Ilya Sorokin and Semyon Varlamov, but I'm right there with you. And, and the excuse I get from the other side, because I do bitch and moan about this quite a bit on social media and Twitter that I just can't stand it, is, oh, you still have 30 minutes from the time that these two teams go out for warm-ups. But, who knows what you're doing, right? I think not everybody is privy to have the opportunity to, to, to lay a bet at any point in time of the day. I think a lot of people uh, wager earlier in the day. And to have a small little pocket, a little window, it's not right. And I, I'm right there with you. I'll say that. Yeah, I love the point you guys both made about that. I think it's critical for betters to be able to know that information ahead of time. I want to go to the series here in Las Vegas between the Minnesota Wild and the VGK uh, Knights. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury has turned back the clock. He has been unbelievable. The Wild haven't scored in five consecutive periods. Is his performance right now good enough with the rest of this team, the way they do, uh, the way they perform on the penalty kill, to get past Colorado? Because that Avalanche team and Nathan McKinnon right now looks like the best player in the league, and they look tremendous. Yeah, it's funny you asked me that question. I was just doing a hit on NHL Network Radio, and I was asked the very same thing that already, and Vegas hasn't even moved past Minnesota. and already Oh, it's over, Nick. Colorado. It's over. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Fair enough. But never say never. Again, that's, that's uh, my old adage. Um, but I think the importance of Max Pacioretty is being understated. I, I know Vegas has, after losing the first game, they've moved past that and are up 3-1 in this series. But Max Pacioretty is so important, so vital to the success of that team. And especially when you get into a series against Colorado and you look at the guys they can roll out there, especially that top line spearheaded by Nathan McKinnon, it's going to be an uphill battle. And again, without Pacioretty, he's likely not playing tonight, I believe, against Minnesota. It's going to be an uphill battle. And obviously, it'll be on the goaltending. Marc-Andre Fleury, I think you're bang on. He has been sensational. Quite frankly, I don't think his career makes any sense. He's a surefire Hall of Famer for me. He's just been so unbelievable for this team since he got to Vegas day one. Uh, But I would say going in right now and handicapping it, I would say for sure Colorado is the favorite big time uh, because of the Pacioretty factor, and nobody's really talking about it. Mike, this is why Nick's a good journalist, because he says there's a potential that it's not over yet. I would have never done that when I was doing Rangers games. And I'll tell you another thing. (laughs) To to me, when you look at it, I have the Knights tonight. That's why I'm saying it's over. (laughs) I think it's a great opportunity, though, to bet, especially if you can get Colorado as a 130, 135, 140 favorite for the series if you know Pacioretty's not going to play. Nick, I don't know how we've gone six minutes without asking you about the Maple Leafs. How big of a factor was getting that first 
win since 1967 Stanley Cup Finals and Jack against uh, the Canadians and Jack Campbell getting his first playoff win. How big of a lift will that be now for the Maple Leafs? Is all that pressure off of them now, and will you see them play more free and loose moving forward in the series? Yeah, you would hope the pressure is uh, off. Uh, clearly, considering what happened in Game 1, you lose your captain to a freak injury in John Tavares, and then on top of that, you lose Game 1, and that seed of doubt was in there again, especially when it comes to goaltenders against the Maple Leafs in the postseason. Important to bring up, they haven't won a series in 17 years, their first uh, showdown with Montreal since 1979, and there's a guy named Carey Price. You talk about Marc-Andre Fleury in Vegas. Carey Price is one of the best goaltenders on the planet the last 15 years, and Made 35 saves in game one. Uh, you know, a big story going into game two was Toronto's struggling power play since March 1st, heading into Saturday. They were 9 for 91 and then come out with a 2 for 6 effort, so much better. You guys were bang on earlier on saying that it seemed like Toronto was on the power play for the entire second period because that's exactly what happened. So discipline is going to be a big factor, clearly, and you could say that for every series. You hit everybody with the cliches this time of year. But I think that was big for the Maple Leafs to not only score one, but to score, uh, you know, five goals on uh, on Montreal and Carey Price and company. I think that's going to be big going forward. But I, you know, handicapping this series, I thought it was going to be much closer than people expected. And so far, it's played out that way, 1-1 after two games. Yeah, to Nick's point, four uh, power play opportunities for the Leafs in the second period and five consecutive penalties taken between the second and third period there, and actually six in the, for the Canadians in that stretch. Nick, the one concern I have from a Canadian's perspective is the speed. You see it, the difference. Even though Tavares wasn't in the lineup for Game 2, what is the status on when Tavares could be back? And do you think uh, the Canadians have enough to negate this offensive firepower? It just looks like they are just... It reminds me of Colorado against St. Louis when you see the offense moving. Yeah, it does, again. But there's just got to be a bit of doubt in Leafs Nation. Everything I just mentioned, it seemed like every time this team is the favorite, they blow it, uh, including last year in the bubble against Columbus, where they were shut out twice in five games. And, you know, Sergey Ber- or, or, excuse me, Jonas Corposalo and Elvis Merzlikens were just phenomenal and really shut down Toronto offensively. And, again, there has to be a bit of doubt knowing Carey Price is on the other end. But I think you're right. I think on paper, clearly the better team is the Maple Leafs. That was the dominant Maple Leafs team we've seen throughout this season, winning the North Division there in Game 2. And I expect much of the same going forward. Uh, it's important to throw out the name Cole Caulfield, who is a rookie, scored four goals in seven games to finish up the regular season for Montreal after uh, coming over and signing from the NCAA, NCAA following his season. So look out for that name tonight. I think he's going to shoot the puck quite a bit. If there's a, a prop bet when it comes to shooting, when it comes to Cole Caulfield, I think you're all over it because that's the one thing we've known for quite a bit of time is Montreal is looking for offense wherever they can get it. And if it means, you know, lying heavily on a youngster the way they are tonight, then then so be it. Because I believe over the last 30 games or so, Montreal scored around 62 goals, which, again, is just not going to hack it in this day and age. So uh, I'm right there with you. I think Toronto offensively, Montreal doesn't have a match for it. So I would expect Montreal to play the low-scoring, tight-checking type system again. Nick Elberg, a host of the Maple Maple Leafs pre- and post-game show, 590 The Fan. Nick, thanks for the time this morning. My pleasure. Have a great day, guys. You too. Thank you. You too. Say what, people in the GTA better be ready to go to Manitoba because it's going to be Winnipeg and Toronto. I think it's over in five. Toronto coming out. Didn't I just say it's Winnipeg and Toronto? I know, but it's Toronto coming out of the Winnipeg series. Don't know yet. (laughs) Stay tuned for Betting Across America next on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rival every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.